from the beyond and taunting interviews with your cringeworthy host, Woody G. Watts. Welcome to Hill City Paranormal. This is Woody Watts with Hill City Paranormal, and I am extremely excited for today's episode. I had Ellie reach out to me from one of our Instagram posts, and first of all, Ellie called our haunted hotline and had a great story, and then Ellie followed it up with an email that just had me hooked with even more stories. So, Ellie, I hear you have some spooky stories to tell me. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I can't wait. Just to give everybody a hint, okay, so... Ellie's email was a touch of paranormal encounters, uh, being physically choked by one and then having two UFO sightings. So immediately I am like emailing you back, like, Hey, let's, let's talk about this. I can't wait to hear this. So, so I have been waiting for this phone call for quite some time. So please share your experiences, I guess, starting with the first one you mentioned the paranormal encounter when you were eight or so. Yeah. A lot of, Stuff happened when I was eight, when I was eight, and I can honestly pinpoint why because my friend had a Barbie Ouija board that we decided to play with one day, and that just kind of sparked a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I was born and raised in San Diego, California, so this is all the way over there in my, that old house. So I've had like a all during that same year. I saw you know the cloaked um, fedora shadow man. I was nearly possessed. I was choked. I saw apparitions. It was a whole shebang. So the first thing that happened was uh, I was at an art camp over the summer and I was with some friends. And, you know, there was a rumor that, you know, one of the, uh, one of the houses on the area was haunted. And I'm like, you know, whatever. It's it's a funky story. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we're going outside to play and the tire swing is like right next to that house and I'm going over there. And by the time I reach the tire swing, um, I nearly pass out and my friends have to help me over to sit on the curb. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of sitting there trying to regain my, myself. And I, I feel something tickling my legs. I'm like, what was that? And I look down and there's hundreds of just insects crawling towards me. And I jump up and they, for a couple of seconds, they just continued like piling on top of each other where I was sitting. I mean, there were centipedes, ants, beetles, bees, wasps, slugs, spiders, anything that you could imagine. And eventually they just dispersed. Mm. <laughs> and that was just the start. Oh, so all right, so let's, all right, so these were actual insects on you or were you, you know, uh, like imagining them being on you? My friends actually saw them. Oh my um, gosh. They weren't crawling, on, they were, I saw them crawling towards me. I like, there was like a two centipedes that like started crawling on my legs, which is what got my attention. And I jumped up. And my friends and I just watched all these bugs just crawl into, like, piling on top of each other where I was sitting just a, just a moment prior. Oh, wow. Okay. So, all right, and so you had mentioned a bar, a Barbie Ouija board. Is that, did I hear that right? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> well, all right, so elaborate on that before you tell me the story. So, so tell me about this Barbie Ouija board. So... Um, I had this friend in uh, San Diego and we hung out a lot. And one day she brings up this uh, little board game thing that she calls. And it was like pink and plastic and princessy. I, I think it was a Barbie Ouija board because it was absolutely a Ouija board. 
Okay. And we didn't know what was going on being like, you know, chaotic eight-year-olds. We just, you know, started throwing it at each other and pretending to text each other on it, you know? Yeah. So we probably, we definitely, most definitely opened something and then never closed it, which is probably why, you know, all this funky stuff started happening. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, so you have this Barbie Ouija board and there are insects all over you. Okay. All right. So, so continue. I'm sorry. So, uh, oh, no worries. And uh, so after summer camp, that's when I started seeing a lot of other things. Um, the first thing that happened was I was um, I got back home, and one day I was just in the shower, just you know chilling, and out of nowhere I looked at I opened my eyes and I see this gray gloved hand floating in front of me, and it's just floating there for a second, and then it just starts coming towards my face, and I literally felt the fingers brush against my neck before I just I started screaming bloody murder. <laughs> Mm. And it uh, it started twitching, and then it turned to ash and just disappeared. And I still, my dad can still tell you, I ran out of that shower butt naked, flinging water everywhere, jumping onto the couch. <laughs> it was hilarious. Now, this, all right, so this and was when you were eight, right? It almost all of this started happening when I was eight. Oh wow! Right after the Barbie Ouija board. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, a couple of the others, it's not, I can't remember what happened in chronological order, but some of the things that I would see was a uh, one time I saw a giant, like four foot tall glowing red orb, which I think was an eye or something behind one of the uh, love seats. And it was gone after like two seconds. Mm-hmm. I looked away and I'm like, mom, what the hell is that? And she's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, a couple of times I would see the, like the um, bottom half, of a person walked by me, except it was like pure milky white mist. And I saw the same thing, except it was the back half of a dog uh, a different time. Um, one of the creepiest things that I actually recently discovered what it was, um, you know, like the, uh, the fedora shadow man or something. Sure. Yeah. Like, um, like slender man, something like that. I, yeah. Like apparently, like apparently he like precedes something unfortunate or he's kind of like an omen. Yes. It's like a hunched over sh- and you know in a brimmed hat okay well for an entire year he walked across my ceiling every single night which like normally i'd be like okay whatever it's just someone outside my window if it weren't for the fact that a there were no lights outside of my window and b i specifically had light blocking curtains mm. and the, well, so it kind of freaked now when when did this happen like this so you said this is more recently or that was when you were eight as well oh no that happened entire year when i was eight. Oh my gosh oh yeah well that is terrifying so all right so so you you do not remember any i guess experiences before this ouija board fun day right and then all of a sudden after this you have about a year of just crazy encounters oh well apparently according to my parents when i was a baby some funky stuff happened too that i obviously don't remember Oh man! All right, so all right, just for reference, how old are you now? I'm twenty. You're twenty. Okay. So, all right. So after you're eight, and some just weirdness happens. So, 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 tell me what happens from eight until now. Like, are you still in tuned with stuff? Like, are stuff crazy stuff still happening oh, yeah. to you, or do you look back yeah, and say, some- yeah, oh. and everything? Like, there's still. Um, I actually saw it last summer. Um, so my family and, my, and I moved to New Orleans when I turned 10 and we got this house 
And I always, I've always kind of been the, per- I'm not going to be like, you know, the girl that's going to be like, oh, look at me, I'm a psychic, because I ain't. But like, I've usually been able to kind of at least feel like if something's there. And I've never been wrong so far. <laughs> but um, when we moved to the house, I always kind of had that funky feeling. But I'm like, you know, since nothing's really happening, I'm just going to forget it. Until last summer when I saw the apparition and nearly peed myself. Um, I was uh, turning off all the lights, you know, about to go to bed and stuff. And um, as I'm about to go up the stairs, I see something move out of the corner of my eye. And I look over to the corner of the uh, sitting area and I see like this seven foot tall thing. It looks like, not going to lie, it looks like a stereotypical sheep ghost, if I'm being honest. Like that kind of a shape. Yeah. It was like seven foot tall. It was just kind of, you know, that like mountain kind of shape. It was a solid in the middle, except it slowly just kind of like turned into like milky like uh misty edging and in the uh what i assumed to be the head were just these two dark black voids which i assumed to be the eyes and you know like i ran up the stairs like i got a good couple of seconds to look at it even so i know i wasn't like hallucinating or anything and uh so i ran up the stairs and i never really had any bad feeling about it and so i told my dad a couple of days later he's like oh so you finally met him and i'm like excuse me so it turns out he just kind of watches us. He's helped my dad find a couple different things. Like when my mom was at home, like things would, that my dad had lost would suddenly appear on tables for him and stuff. So that was, so I think he's just kind of chilling. So are right, So this house you live in, in new Orleans, which, which I hear is extremely haunted by the way. Um, oh. I, <laughs> it's like one of the most haunted places ever. I've, I've seen videos of like restaurants and everything down there. It's just, it's intense. Oh yeah. But, like apartments apartments for sale will have like it'll tell you if it's haunted or not in the oh French Quarter. Oh my gosh. So I so how awesome. like this house you moved into, like what's its history? Like how old is this house? Um it's definitely it's probably at the most fifty to sixty years old. So it's not incredibly old. Mm-hmm. And if I'm honest, I don't think the apparition that I saw in that house was human. But I didn't get any bad vibes from it. I'm just kind of leaving it be. Sure. You know, he's not messing with me. I ain't messing with him. Exactly. So, all right, so then your parents see these things as well, right? So when you come to them when you're eight years old and you have these things happening to to you, you go to them and they're they're really not surprised. They can see it too. Like they they haven't they didn't see it. They never saw anything. And usually they would just be like, "Oh no, it's just your imagination." But once I got older, like I would have like half hour conversations with my parents and they'll be like, Oh yeah, we totally believed you. We just didn't want to freak you out. And Oh, when you were a baby, there was all kinds of crazy stuff happened to you. And da, 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 I'm like, well, thanks for telling me. <laughs> well, I, so, so where are you with that? Like, like mentally, like now that you are, you know, you're no longer a, a kid, you know, what do you think about the experiences that you had after this? What, what, what is your belief system that happened that day i really haven't thought too hard about it if i'm being honest i'm just like you know what i saw what i saw i know what i saw and i'm just going to kind of leave it be and i think i'm on i think it's honestly kind of cool that i got to experience what i what i saw you know what i mean yeah like it might have been terrifying but let me tell you if it hadn't happened to me i wouldn't be talking to you right now because let me tell you this is a little bit (laughs) well that's you know that that is that's such an interesting point because I've inter- I interviewed a gentleman that his story was he has been abducted three times, okay? And he feels okay. like he has been abducted so that they can monitor him, and he actually has a scar on his back. 
that no doctor can explain. And he, he brought up like your point of view where he wasn't scared and he really didn't think a lot about it. He kind of, he was thankful it happened to him so that he could then experience it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, all right. So does, has this, these encounters, has it led to you being interested in the paranormal world, paranormal investigating or anything like that? Or do you just, it happens oh, to absolutely. you and you just go down the street, you're done. <laughs> um, I actually find paranormal investigation, all that other stuff, extremely interesting. And I'd actually, personally, I'd love to get into it someday if it weren't for my extreme fear of like spiritual attachment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so you but, have uh, not I like I spend hours watching like videos of like captured apparitions and stuff like that, or just, you know, stories that people have submitted and stuff. I find it insanely interesting. Have you, have you ever had a chance to go out on an investigation? Unfortunately not. Okay. But, and that's due to your, the, like you said, the fear of a, a, a spiritual attachment. That. And I wouldn't, I, I didn't really know anybody who would be willing sure. to do it with me. That's true. Yeah. That's, but that's if important. I found, if I ever had a friend that'd be willing to go out with me to do that, um, then I'd, I'd probably give it a shot if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, see, I think that's, that's also an interesting point because I, our first one that I went on, I kind of piggybacked off of a paranormal team that had been doing it for years and they, they did intense investigations. Okay. And I, I'm just not that <laughs> intense of a person. I'm just not. So that one was really eye opening for me, you know, because it's, you think you're ready, but I, I just wasn't ready. You know, I, you, we go and we film yeah. and then after the fact, and then now that we do our own kind of investigations, we know what methods we're comfortable with. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And then, and then we're okay with it. So I think that's, that's good that you're kind of holding off and you're waiting for the right one because uh, you've done your research. Oh yeah. So, all right. So tell me about, in your email, you have also had two UFO sightings, right? Yeah. Oh. One's a little more exciting than the other, though. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. All right, so tell me about your UFO sighting, your, your UFO sightings. So the first one, it was just kind of, you know, two seconds and it was done. I was driving home from school and I see that I, I'm like, is that, is that a kite or something? Because I have ADHD and, you know, it's what I do. <laughs> and I see something out the corner of my eye, you know, just kind of like, oh, what's that? Pretty... And I'm like, wait, why is it moving like that? And I couldn't tell what it was. And I literally, I tried to get a video of it, but you know how cameras are, they suck. And it yep. just looks like all of light in the sky. And I'm like, exactly. wow, great. Nobody's going to believe. But um, it was just, it had like three lights on it. And it was super far in the sky. And it was just making these like extremely fast, precise, like zigzag movements all over the sky. And I knew... I nearly drove my car off the bridge, which is why I had to stop looking at it and just keep driving. But uh, I told my mom, she's like, well, it's probably just, you know, there's a lot of government testing in that area. So it was probably nothing. I'm like, well, mom, that just proves it. Mom, quit covering it up, mom. <laughs> mom, you're just proving this. Yeah, you're one of them, mom. Oh, that's funny. That's all right. So, so, all right. What, what do you, do you believe then? All right. So yes, it could be government. We all, yeah. Okay. Well, they've also admitted that UFOs technically do exist. So what do you believe it was? Do you yeah. believe it was extraterrestrial? I, I like to believe that at least. Yeah. That's, that's the same. I'd say with me, I like to believe it. All right. So that was your first one, right? And this happened in Louisiana yeah. too. Yeah. That happened like five years ago. Five years ago. Okay. So what, what about your second one? Is that more recent? It happened last summer. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah, that's uh, not long ago. 
Yeah. So my dad um, had moved to Naples, Florida for a year for a job at the opera. And um, so I had flown over to hang out with him for like two weeks. And so basically it's a two hour drive between, um, between there and the airport. And it goes across this giant bridge called Alligator Alley, which is, there's no light, no street lamps, just cars and hundreds upon hundreds of miles of swamp. Mm. So you can, you know, people tell you like, oh, if, you turn, if you're in an area with no lights, you can see the, you know, the galaxy. I'm like, okay, the pictures are pretty cool. It is nothing compared to the real thing. Really? I could see every little detail in the sky. It was beautiful which was perfect because my dad had a, a skylight in the, his car. And uh, so we were driving back to the airport at the end of the trip. And I'm just kind of looking out the window because it's nighttime. And, you know, what else am I going to do for two hours? And uh, I noticed that this one really big star. And I'm like, oh, is that one of those, you know, little planet stars? And I noticed it starts, like, not rhythmically blinking, but it's just, just like blinking. And it would just randomly go out sometimes and then come back. And these two little stars underneath it would blink back, like in response, like the big star would wait for the other two to blink back and then it would respond again. Mm. And so that's on for about 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, am I witnessing like a star exploding? <laughs> and then it started moving. After about 15 minutes, the big star um, actually went out. All three of them went out at once and they reappeared like five minutes later and um, the two went up to the big one, and the big one started uh, going upwards a little bit. Oh, wow. And it moved. Okay. It started, it started blinking at another star, at like an Orion belt or something. And I'm like, oh, whoa, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so they were, they were kind of communicating then. Yeah. And I'm like, this is wild. So I'm trying to tell my dad. I'm like, Dad, Dad, look. He's like, I'm driving, Eleanor. Leave me alone. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> And at that point, like, all of a sudden, they have stopped blinking for a couple of minutes. I'm like, well, did they notice me? And then they all just shut off. Yeah. And oh, then wow. I'm like, oh, end of the show, I guess. So I'm just still looking out, you know, hoping that something else happens. There's a couple of clouds that start covering it up. And then I see this one start blinking just a little bit. And it starts falling from the sky, almost. Like, not like a comet. There's no trail or anything behind it. It's just this little dot of light trailing down the sky like almost like a like a drop of water down a window so like it'll go a little fast and then stop a little bit it'd be zigzagged just going down until eventually it uh like sparked a little bit and then went out and that, that that's the entirety of what i saw that night and my mm. mom entirely believed me. I told her the story and she's like i think that was a genuine you know ufo sighting and i'm like yeah i know it was yeah why do you think i told you <laughs> <laughs> i know it, mom quit trying to cover it up mom <laughs> no that's that's interesting okay so wow all right so that was in florida so wow okay so you've had paranormal experiences in louisiana and ufo experiences in florida yeah oh so wow okay so do you do you feel like do you feel like you are more in tune with these things that you notice them are able to notice them more like you said you kind of touched on it earlier about maybe being a touch psychic so do you you feel like you have a heightened ability i mean maybe a little bit with the paranormal i mean i also don't want to be going on the record saying oh look at me i'm a psychic sure i mean i'm just a girl girl who just so happens to be able to like sometimes tell if there's a ghost in the house you know i'm I'm not very good at it 
exactly. for the uh, UFOs and stuff like that, I just believe that I was just incredibly lucky, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Sorry, and I also forgot to mention this um, one other thing that happened in Chicago. Uh, my grandparents live in Chicago. I'd visit them every summer. And out of their basement, starting when I was eight, there'd be a shadow man who would chase me up the basement stairs every single time, which is why I walked backwards up this, all the stairs in the house. Oh, so was this... All right, and this happened in Chicago. Now, did this this happen after the Ouija board incident, or was this before? Yes, the yes, it was after the Ouija board incident, the um the uh, art camp thing, and then the shadow basement demon thingy both happened in Chicago when I was eight. Okay, okay, all after the Barbie Ouija board. Oh yeah. So that's what I'm going to name this episode: Barbie Ouija board. <laughs> the Barbie okay. Board. <laughs> yes. And uh. There were two stories actually that my parents told me when I was a baby. Um, was uh, if you're if you're open to me um, telling that right now? Uh, of of course, me. please. Yes, any stories, please tell me. But, uh, absolutely. But um, both my mom and dad told me this story was that uh, when I was a baby, my parents were in San Diego because you know that's where we grew up, where that's where I grew up at least, and we walked into you know this kind of you know uh, what I believe to what I believe to remember to be um an African style, you know, magic shop, you know, and it was, it was supposed to, it was, uh, my parents said that it was very authentic, you know, real stuff. And the second, like I was sleeping, just chilling in my stroller. And the second my parents brought me through that door, my eyes shot open and I was looking all around me. Like there were people standing above me, which there weren't. Mm. And like, I wasn't scared or anything. I was just like, Oh, I'm a baby. And there are people, let me look at you. And I just looked like, I looked, surprised and interested and my mom's like nope i don't like this we're leaving <laughs> oh wow okay that is interesting and the second one the second one is whew, <laughs> a lot scarier <laughs> but um another time when i was you know younger like two years old maybe i was still in a you know a stroller or whatever and my mom was helping her boss um move some things into her office apartment and my mom brought me along because you couldn't find a babysitter or whatever. So my mom brings me in first and puts me in the room so she could go back downstairs, you know, to get the stuff. Because nobody wants to leave a baby in a hot car. That's not very funky fresh. <laughs> no. But uh, so she leaves me in the room. And the second my mom steps out of the apartment, the door slams shut and locks itself. Mm. And my mom is banging on the door. The door will not open. And I, after like a couple of seconds, my mom says, I just started screaming so i wasn't screaming because of the door obviously because it took a couple of seconds after the door slammed for me to start screaming so my mom's like oh my god there's something in there yeah so she's wailing the door she's trying to get help eventually she has to call the fire department or something i can't remember if she called her, her her actual boss or the fire department but she eventually she found a way to get inside and when the door opened she saw an old woman standing over me cooing at me and she looked at my mom and smiled and then disappeared. Oh my gosh. And I was no longer crying at that point. And my mom says that she believed that to be um, the mother of her boss who had passed that year. Yeah. Are you looking after her? Oh, see that? Yeah, that gave me chills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't remember that, but luckily my mom does. Yeah. Oh, man. That is. Yes, you are. I, I love your outlook on this though. I love that it is a positive that you uh, are thankful that these experiences have happened and you take them for what they are. Well, thank you. 
So, all right. So, I have to ask. All right. So, you have had paranormal encounters, UFO encounters. What are your thoughts on cryptids and specifically Bigfoot? I am absolutely obsessed with <laughs> cryptozoology. So it you not even. So I you are a believer a then. I literally have like a three hundred dollar Mothman cosplay that I made this summer. What? All right. So, all right. So, as soon as you're done talking on this episode, you've got to send me a picture of that, okay? <laughs> I will. Oh, that is fun. All right, so, so I, I take it that you do believe in Bigfoot and other cryptids, right? Absolutely. Oh, I see. All right. Have you had any? You haven't had any Bigfoot sightings yet, have you? Though, unfortunately, not. I don't. Oh. I actually personally, I had any cryptid sightings actually, which is very unfortunate. But I love just watching video footage and you know encounters and stuff like that I, I i love it i love that kind of stuff i i have a feeling that you will have an encounter i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you my gut feeling is that one day you're you are going to come across a cryptid i don't know which one though okay and i'm not a psychic but i have a feeling so. <laughs> that it's going to be bigfoot or something because I feel like if anyone's going to have a sighting, it's going to be you, okay? Because you've had some pretty crazy encounters and some UFO sightings, two UFO sightings, nonetheless. So <laughs> Man, I, my fingers are so soft right now. <laughs> so I'm excited for you in your first cryptid sighting. I haven't seen. I haven't actually seen Bigfoot in action per se, but we did find Bigfoot, um, his foot, well, its footprints in a forest in North Carolina. Okay, so I cannot tell you the feeling that the feeling that we had in those woods after. All right. So my wife found the footprint first. Okay, so she so we're all (laughs) filming. And then all of a sudden she is, you know, yelling at us like, hey, I found a I think I found a print. I don't know. And then we look and sure enough, that is a 19 inch long, like six, six or nine inches wide. I can't remember now footprint oh my gosh it was it was the craziest thing oh she i'm telling you and then the and that's not even okay so that alone got our adrenaline pumping like we were oh my gosh this is crazy because we've never seen anything well then we kept walking and we found another footprint okay (laughs) so the the area of the woods each like there was like 50 to 100 trees that had been broken in half if that, uh, I, I try to, I'm trying to set the scene for you, but it was just a weird place. Okay. In the, in the, in this state park. <laughs> so then we see that. And then the, the, the part that I feel like is, is kind of in tune with what you're talking about. The sensing of it was that after our, our guide left and was going to get a casting kit to cast the prints, we sat down and just, we, we, we were quiet. We were just waiting. And we heard something in the woods around us. And then we heard tree knocks. And so all these things that you see in the shows and you see in the videos and you're like, no way, that's not real. Somebody's off in the woods <laughs> knocking a tree. I'm telling you from firsthand knowledge, okay, and from actual experience, that happened. Like that happened to us. We heard it going through the woods. And then all of a sudden it was way up on the hill, way far away. And then it started knocking on a tree. And we found the print. So I am excited for you to have your first encounter. Cause I think, I think you'll have one and I, and I'm, I'm excited for you. That is so incredibly cool. Oh my God. <laughs> well, 
Ellie, I absolutely have loved your stories. And I hope that you will, one, send me your moth, your Mothman cosplay, because I need to see that. Two, oh, if, yeah. if you have any more experiences, promise me that you will check back in and we'll have you back on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a hoot. Like, I've never done this kind, like any kind of interview like this before. So this is so much fun. That's what we're all about. We love having, one, we love having fun. And you, you, you sound like you're a lot of fun. And two, I just, we love hearing everybody's experiences because... Like it's a no judgment zone because I already believe that you had the the experience, you know. So it's like it's so, it, and I love your viewpoint on it. So please keep that positive attitude. Oh, I can. Be sure to check out our website at hillcityparanormal.com and call our haunted hotline at seven zero one haunted or seven zero one four two eight six. With your spooky tale. Thank you for listening to Hill City Paranormal.